reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. So the main thing I just want to talk about today is the NFL from this past week. And then tomorrow um, is just a, a day I'm going to come out with my picks and, and be ahead of the game, ahead of the pack with my picks. But yet, since it's Monday Night Football, I'm not recapping Sunday on Monday. I'm recapping it all together on Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, you're going to hear my recap, my extra glaze commentary on what just happened in the NFL this week. So number one thing, start with this past Thursday's game, Lions versus the Chiefs. You've seen my picks. You know who I was on. There's no shame in taking the Chiefs. There was no shame in taking the Lions. But you have to give Jared Goff credit. Like, you have to give him credit. All of the talent, all of the hype, nah, I wasn't with all of, all of that. The receivers didn't look that good. Running game was mid. But Kansas City's defense, you really seen the holes in their defense. Um, yeah, a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Even, when they, even though they're getting Chris Jones back, and that will really help, like, it'll really help. It's still... It's it's they had they have some serious issues. Now, on the Lions side, give them credit. They played an ugly game. They didn't look good, but Jared Goff did look good, you know, in a lot of that game. Uh, Mahomes. It's good to see him scramble still. It's good to see him get around still. But um, you know, I got to be honest with you. It was just an ugly game for the Chiefs. Bottom line. I mean, that was just an ugly performance from Kansas City. You open up the season at home. It's your backyard. I mean, all you got to do is just hold it together. They couldn't even do that. They lose 21-20. to 20. Um, I think going forward, that... Andy Reid has a lot of things to figure out. I think with the Lions, I think that, you know, for a team that has only been devastated, they really did some good things. So, you know, you really can't hold it against the Lions for winning that game. They did what they were supposed to do. The first quarter, they made some big plays on defense. In that first half, their defense started to you know fade away but then they resurged in the second half and made some good halftime adjustments but at the end of the day the Chiefs just played poorly they they played poorly so as far as those two teams go I'm not impressed man I'm just not impressed with either one of those teams so now we got to move on to Sunday and there's a lot of games everybody wants to see how this team their team is going to perform I mean that's what you that's what you're waiting for you want to see how your guys are going to look, man. So there's really no order about how I'm going to go through it. I'm just going to go through it with my favorite team first and just get that out of the way. So the Green Bay Packers, they took on the Chicago Bears. That was 325 game on Sunday. So we already had seen some football by then. But 
you were watching that game. That was the game to watch. Everybody wanted to see. Everybody in Chicago wanted to see. They were all running their mouth. They all they they were all high on the hog. Why? I don't know. They haven't won anything since 1985. That's that's been meaningful uh, in football. You know, in 2005, they went to the Super Bowl and let the city down and got embarrassed. So I really don't know what you're getting excited for. But their Super Bowl now is beating the Packers. And they couldn't even come close. They didn't even come close. Justin Fields is on his way out of the NFL. He's got a few more weeks and then they will find a replacement. They will get a replacement. Why? Because all those guys' jobs are going to be on the line if they don't start winning some football games. Everybody in that front office is going to be, they're going to clean house. It's coming. It's coming. They got a, a general manager in there, Ryan Pools. He's a fraud. He's a complete fraudster. That's just, that, that's literally bankrolling. He's bankrolling and his team sucks. The team he's got out there sucks. Their head coach sucks. Their, their whole operation is fraudulent in Chicago. It's, it's, it's ugly. And their field sucks. Their field sucks. Their own guys were getting hurt out there on their own field. It, it, it's really just a shame. So Green Bay comes and plays on the Bears. Cheap, crappy field. Kicks their ass up and down the field. Beats them down to the pulp. And there's still some Bears fans out there that are just saying, you know, it's one game. It's week one. No, 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 no. Justin Fields has started 26 times. 26 times. And that is what he did. Wow, that's sad. That's piss poor. So, good job by the Packers. Good job Jordan Love showing up and shutting up every Bears fan for the rest of the year. Because they're not going to live that down the rest of the year. Even if the Bears came came in the next game and somehow upset the Packers, it wouldn't matter because how bad of an ass whooping they took at home. Now, I can start with top to bottom here. Let's go with uh, Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans. And what can you say about the Houston Texans? Their offensive line was terrible. Um, their defense was fighting for their lives out there. Uh, Baltimore, I'm not that impressed with. But when Lamar Jackson sets his feet, starts throwing, he looks good. So maybe he just needs to do that more. Maybe he just needs to start, you know what I mean, saying, hey, man, I could be that guy that likes to run a lot and and, you know, juke people out and, and look really cool or I can just be a good quarterback and maybe a great quarterback if I stand in the pocket a little bit more and throw the ball and I think if he starts to recognize that he will be a great quarterback CJ Stroud I told you they're feeding him to the wolves early in his career they're pretty much sabotaging his career like how do you come out there you got a guy who's never played NFL football seven to preseason and you got a guy backing him up that's had that has very good experience and has actually led the Texans to win some games. And you have a guy that hasn't led the Texans to win anything. And you have him out there starting as a rookie. And he's getting hit. He's getting beat up. And, you know, there it doesn't get any easier. As the season goes on, all those injuries you take, all the pain you're feeling, it just carries with you through the rest of the season until season's over. Then you go in the offseason season. And like all these players that had the whole offseason to get right and they're partying, they're on the beach. I got <clears throat> fucking no sympathy for that shit. No sympathy for that shit. If it's week one of the NFL 
and you're not out there ready to play. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Fuck that. That's weak shit. You had all fucking off season to get right, but you were partying. You were on the beach, living it up with the girls, bottles in both heads. Oh, but you can't play week one. You got a little boo boo. Yeah, okay, whatever, Buttercup. So there's a lot of guys in the NFL that just don't belong there. They're holding a spot for somebody else. And you'll see that all play out through the year when the reserves come in and start giving your team some life. And that's what the Texans are going to be faced with. It's going to be reserves coming in and giving them some life. So the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. You know, a lot of people said, hey, Carolina's got a good defense. No, they don't. They suck. They're bad. Awful. And the Atlanta Falcons, let me tell you about the Atlanta Falcons. They're terrible. That is an awful-looking team out there. They got one good player. He's a running back. They said, oh, their defense is better. Their defense looks small. Their defense looks like a college defense. And I'm going to tell you something else about the Falcons. I don't believe in uh, Desmond Ritter. Don't believe in him at all. No confidence in that guy. I think he'll be another Justin Fields. So... The Falcons beat the Panthers because the Panthers just don't have anything. They don't have a mega offense. They don't have a stud on offense that they can just throw the ball up to and he's going to come down with it on third down. They don't have a running back on first or second down they can hand the ball off to and he can get eight plus yards. They don't have that, folks. So the Panthers will be lucky to win anything. And the Falcons are going to be holding on to, like they'll be playing close because that's how they're built. They're built to play close games. You could tell that. But then they took over on the Panthers being at home, being comfortable. And now the Packers come rolling into town hot and ready to go. So that's going to be a good game for Atlanta. But Atlanta wins, beats the Panthers pretty easy, 24 to 10. What are you doing? Then you get uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. And here's a guy, Joe Burrow, man, and... uh. He just gets paid $275 million to come out there and lay an egg. He just got paid the most money of any player in NFL history. And he come out there and he lays a fucking goose egg on you. Every Bagels fan should go sell his fucking jersey. Because I'm telling you right now, if you look like that, if you look like that, Oh, man, it's hard for me to watch you the next week. So Joe Burrow came out there and looked like he was washed. Because let me tell you something. Yes, the Browns defense is a superior defense. Nobody's going to talk down on the Browns defense because they will punch you in the mouth. But I don't have any respect for that. When you get paid $275 million, you come out there and lay a fucking egg like that. That was terrible. 24 to 3. Fucking Deshaun Watson did not look good at that game. He did not look good, folks. That first half, he was scrambling all over. He was trying to find his footing. And then finally, the Bengals defense was out there so fucking long, they just started wearing down. And then the Browns just started rolling because they got good running backs. They could just hand the ball off, let their offensive line get a good push. So then we had the... San Francisco 49ers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here come uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're on the road, and they've been hyped up, and uh, Kenny Pickett, wow, he's the next you-know-what. And uh, they got a running back 
uh, Najee Harris. He's the next, you know what. Um, and then they got a defense. TJ Watt. Wow, so much talent. And then they got stomped. They got storched. They got bit, 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 bit by the San Francisco 49ers way out there in Uglyville. And they came home bruised and battered. I'm telling you right now, the San Francisco 49ers are not that good. How they looked against the Steelers is just the Steelers being that bad. One good defensive player on your team. Steelers have one good defender. I'm literally watching guys on the Steelers secondary trying to defend receivers without turning their head around. Folks, you learn that in high school football. Pop Warner football, you learn to turn your head around because they'll throw a flag on you. And the Steelers, they have amateurs back there. So Mike Tomlin, actually, I think Mike Tomlin's a good coach. But he does not have a good team. As a matter of fact, the Steelers will be lucky to win a few games this year the way they played there. I mean, that was embarrassing. Well, you, you have to be better than that. Especially with Mike Tomlin being a coach, as long as he has of that same team. It's not like he changed teams. It's not like he's changing staff over. It's not like there's a big debacle going on. No way, man. This team was built. And then when you've seen the Steelers receivers, you've seen them dropping passes, balls hitting them in the legs. They're not reaching down for them. Lack of enthusiasm. So the 49ers roll 30-7 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The suckers. Arizona Cardinals versus the Washington Commanders. Now, here's a game I can respect. Now, here's two teams I can respect. The Arizona Cardinals had a quarterback, Kyler Murray. And guess what? Well, Kyler Murray isn't that good of a pro. As a matter of fact, I don't want to ever see him on the NFL field again. Now, when I look at the Washington Commanders, I could be quite frank about them. I like that team. I like Sam Howe. Rookie quarterback. Rookie. Comes in there, whipping it around. Now he's got his chance. Now he now since they seen him last year, they can see him this year. Oh, it's supposed to be a sophomore slump. Yeah, well, guess what? The Arizona Cardinals got slumped in week one because Sam Howe was on his shit. He was on point. He didn't wait around for Arizona Cardinals to figure it out with their new quarterback back there. The guy's actually kind of good, but it doesn't matter because they don't have the talent around them. They don't have the talent. You can see on defense as well, they're struggling. So the Washington Commanders, they're not even a dark horse team this year. They should be a favorite to go to the playoffs and compete, even with Sam Howe. I, I really believe that. I think their defense is that good. I think their defense is that good. Now, uh, they end up winning that game 20-16, to 16, close game, but I have respect for both of those teams, even though I know Arizona's not that good. I have respect for them for dealing with what they've dealt with with a fake-ass quarterback like Kyler Murray who wants to play Call of Duty instead of being out there with his teammates after he got paid. You know what I mean? It's get with this money with these guys. They get the money, it goes to their head. It's exactly what it is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, let's be real. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't look good. They don't look good. They beat the Minnesota Vikings, who actually, Kirk Cousins was doing his job. But the Minnesota Vikings defense overrated, overhyped, and they look, they just don't look right. And then you have Baker Mayfield, who you let Baker Mayfield come in here 
with a team he's got no familiarity with, and he just came in there and made you guys look like it's your first time. Like, that's not good. The Buccaneers did only win by three points, but if you seen the game, if you were following along with the progress of the game, Baker Mayfield was struggling so bad. For them to come and still beat you just shows your defense isn't as good as you say it is. And for the Minnesota Vikings, there's actually a lot of good things to take away. One thing is that Kirk Cousins is who he is. He's going to go over 300 yards. He's going to throw some touchdowns. He's going to make mistakes. But he is who he is. Now, they have some other guys that you don't really know. Okay, Justin Jefferson, here's a guy that he's supposed to be the elite. He is supposed to be the creme de la creme at wide receiver, like a top three wide receiver. Didn't look like a top three wide receiver. Looked like a like a bottom of the barrel wide receiver. Are you serious? After all that smack he was talking? Get out of here, dude. So, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Colts. This was a game that was very competitive. Very tough, very physical. The Colts are going to be a very physical team this year. It may not help them that much, though. The Jacksonville Jaguars, let's be honest about this team. I, I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to have a good year. He started out slow, but when he got it going in this game, wow. He's operating. He is operating with a team of players that have all been passed over. Like, his team is the team of Passovers. It's like the Island of Misfit Toys out there. So, when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're like, this is like the oddest, most oblong-looking team I've ever seen. And the way they did that to the Colts at the Colts' house in the dome shows you that Trevor Lawrence is built for this, man. He's good. He's really good. And if, he, if they... And Jacksonville can just protect him, protect him, protect him, protect him. He will lead you to the playoffs this year. And then it's up for grabs once you get there. But I really think that the Jaguars are going to be a really good team this year. I think they're really going to have some dominance for once in their life. I think their defense was even looking better finally. But there's still some things they struggle with. You know what I mean? They struggle with, with some of those crossing routes. They struggle with getting, catching up and falling behind on the out routes. There's still, there's still a lot of problems, I noticed. But for the Colts, this isn't like a year for the Colts to like go to the Super Bowl and everything's going to be great. They're dealing with a lot. They're dealing with a lot. They, they've had a lot of heartbreak in Indianapolis, believe it or not. Started with uh, what Andrew Luck did to them bailing on his team, bailing on his guys. Oh, gosh. Duh, deserter. And now they have a guy who wants to play football, who wants to be their premier quarterback. The problem is I really question how much they're they're committed to him being the guy after I watch that game because I see that the Colts are pretty fired up. I see that the Colts are a pretty good team. But then I see them towards the end of the game and I see them start to pack it in. And I see that what I was thinking was true. And that made me sad because, yeah, it's good to be right. But when I'm right about you being bad, that's bad. So you have to call it what it is. And when I seen the Colts defense still struggle, still have problems. Yeah, they made a force Buckner made a big play. 
and there's a big play here and there. But one big play doesn't erase the problems you guys have on defense. So I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not big on the Colts. Uh, Jacksonville, I do like, though. Jacksonville has a lot of potential. Now, the Tennessee Titans versus the New Orleans Saints, here's another two scrub teams that are, like, fighting for, you know, just to stay relevant. Like, the Saints just want to be relevant. They got Derek Carr back there. Here's my thing. Derek Carr didn't work out in Las Vegas. Derek Carr wasn't going to work out in Las Vegas. Derek Carr doesn't work out in New Orleans. That's it for him. This is it. This is his last stop. Okay? So, he's supposed to come in and be the next Drew Brees and all. We're here and all. Okay, whatever. We know who he is. He's not Drew Brees. Okay? He's not even close. He's good, but he's not great. And he has a long way to go to be great. And against Tennessee's defense, you know, we keep thinking Tennessee's defense is supposed to be really good. And they look really average. They look like a really good average team. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay. Tennessee's coach, something about that guy just makes me feel like, man, you're just a jerk. You're just a jerk who's not winning. It's one thing to be a jerk who wins. But to be a jerk who's not winning? I don't know. And maybe that's because he played football at the high level. And, and, and he you know has that on his chest. And he walks around with his chest puffed out. And he, he likes to, you know, bark over here and bark over there. But then I just watched your team fail, 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 fail. And then finally you have an opportunity, fail. So all I could see is all of that failing on the football field is a reflection of the coach. So for the Titans, if they don't do it this year, they got some serious questions to answer because the Titans have a team with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. They have two good wide receivers on the, on the outside. And you're telling me that you guys couldn't beat the saints whose defense is mid at best. I don't know, man. I don't like it. So the saints end up winning that game. Then you had another close game with the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. So here's the Las Vegas Raiders. They got the 49ers leftovers with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, I respect him because I do think he's a pretty high-caliber quarterback. But I also know that he's fragile. He's a fragile player. And a couple good hits, and he's done. Look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers before we get to the Jets game. Look what happened to Aaron Rodgers. One, one sack. Leonard Floyd knew exactly what he was doing. He rolled his leg up, tore his ACL. Leonard Floyd knew what he was doing. He's played against Rodgers many times. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was on a special assignment, folks. We call that a special assignment. And uh, it was assignment completed. Take care of Rodgers out for the season. So he got his job done, and he's going to get his bonus money. But my big thing is, when I look at the body of work of a team, and I look at just Las Vegas Raiders. I look at that body of work. And I see two things. They look like the old Packers. So that just tells me, like, not like the 2010 Packers, like the Packers a year ago, two years ago. And, and that means you have one solid combination and nothing else. Jimmy Garoppolo to Devontae Adams. That's what they got, folks. That's what they got. Everything else is a figment of your imagination. It's a figment. Their defense is bad. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? They keep talking about uh, Crosby coming off the end and making big plays. Look, as soon as they put a good offensive lineman on him, he they it's quiet. He's quiet. So he yeah, he's good against offensive linemen that are brand new, doesn't even understand how to play in the NFL, can't get their feet set. Yeah, he's good against them. But as soon as you put an experienced lineman on him, quiet, silent. So the Raiders end up beating the Broncos because why? Because the Broncos suck. Because the Broncos have a fraud quarterback, Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks leftovers. And look at them. They didn't do too good, did they? They're supposed to have this team. You got to say no to Geno Smith. You got to say no. You got to say thank you, Geno Smith, for your time and everything you did for the NFL. But you are not a pro quarterback. Okay? No matter how much we want to believe. And I know we need more black quarterbacks, more black this, more black that. I understand. I get it. I'm cool with it. But he's not the guy. Okay? Let's just agree on that. He's not the guy. So I look at uh, that as... You know, kind of just like take that as a grain of salt. So the the Raiders beat the Broncos seventeen to sixteen. Broncos are weak. Uh, the Miami Dolphins versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Those are two teams who are going to compete hard all year long. The Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers will compete hard all year long. Now, there's some big problems though. When a team like Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers can can go down the field like that on your defense, as physical as your defense is that there's going to be some problems down the road for it. Now, for the Miami Dolphins, say, you know, uh, same situation. You know, when these two teams could go down the field at will, and I understand the Tyree kill, the Tua connection, but for Herbert, it was like, well, he's just kind of throwing it anywhere. And um, I like that Herbert started to to alleviate those checkdowns. He sort of said, okay, for, forget that checkdown. I got a guy right here. You know, because last year, Herbert's big problem was going on the checkdown too quick. He went to the checkdown quick. He's felt a low pressure checkdown. He's seen no one's out there, checkdown. He he didn't have a good pocket presence. He's starting to fill into that pocket presence. So watch out for the Chargers. Don't take that game as a loss and look at that and say, oh, they're not going to be good. They're going to be good. How good? That's debatable. Because I think the Dolphins are an odds-on favorite to win the AFC after that performance. Now, we go on to the uh, Los Angeles Rams versus Seattle Seahawks. And like I said, the Seahawks are not ready. They're not ready. Unfortunately, they got a receiver, DK Metcalf, that his his best years are getting wasted. They got a defense that is small and getting pushed around. And they have no hunger. There was no hunger in that team. They They started getting beat. They packed it in. They lose 30 to 13. That's not it. That's not a uh, good performance at home. At home? So I looked at um, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New England Patriots. And the Patriots had a lot of opportunities to win. They had a, um, a good thing going on in that game. And I think that for the most part, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you see a team that still has a lot of work to do. Jalen Hurts did not look good. He looked uncomfortable. He took a lot of hits. Um, a lot of quarterbacks were taking hits this week. As a matter of fact, there's so many turnovers this week of football. They have to tally it up. It might have been the most turnovers in NFL history week one. So the Philadelphia Eagles do win the game 25-20. to 20, And I think that for the Eagles moving forward, that they're really feeling good about that because they went into Foxborough and did that. And I didn't think they could do that. 
I knew it was possible, but I just didn't believe it because I knew that Bill Belichick usually has a good game plan at home and be coming out of the week and 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 he he really likes to know what what he has with this team. So they did win the game, but he knows what he's got with this team. And unfortunately, you know, when the play breaks down, Mac Jones is pretty good at finding an open guy. But after the play, when you need to get back up to the line of scrimmage, when you need to get a playoff, when you need to spike the ball, Mac Jones is not all there yet with the like the how Tom Brady and even Aaron Rodgers, you know, they had it down where they knew when to go, when to stop, when to go, when to catch you off guard. So a lot of quarterbacks just don't have that sixth sense yet. So maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't because some guys never really get it. So uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't have it, though. He does not because he was taking shots, man. And that Patriots defense is so good. It's really good. So for them to keep the Eagles the way they did and, and keep them to 25 points, that was good for the Patriots. There's a lot to build off of. Will they take that and build off of it? I don't know. Then you had the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants. And uh, we could only say one thing about the Giants is they suck. They suck. Three teams in New York all suck. The Bills suck. The Jets suck. The Giants suck. Put that on your front page of the New York Times. The Dallas Cowboys show up and shut the Giants down. Dominantly. Dominantly. I mean, the Giants play, players are butterfingers. Every receiver's a butterfinger. Every running back's a butterfinger. Their quarterback, Daniel Jones. What a wow. We all got the wool pulled over our eyes. People were starting to say Daniel Jones could be it. Man. Four, hold on. What was the score? 42-0. He's not it. He's not even close. That is the piss poor New York Giants. Good job, guys. Good job. Now, last game I want to talk to you about today. Very serious thing happened in this game. And you had the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets, and the Bills look like absolute dog shit. Uh, Josh Allen, he looks so out of it, so out of his element. Um. And there was just a lot of bad, bad plays by the Bills in that game. And then you had the New York Jets who just hung around. And I feel like the Bills just caved, just, just, they just threw it. You know, like, yeah, they made the field goal at the end and took it to overtime. But look at the drive on overtime that they put together. That, that wasn't even like an effort. I don't know. It was ugly. So the Jets win. And they can all celebrate. Hey, Zach Wilson, that's your guy now. That's your guy now. And here's the thing. If you paid attention to that game, Josh Allen was getting rocked. I mean, that defense was lighting him up. Zach Wilson was getting rocked. There was one play where the defender had Zach Wilson. And then another defender came in and just crushed him. And it was like, get used to that. Get used to that. That's all year. That's all year because that Jets offensive line is small. I told you they're small. For NFL, size is everything. Size is everything. Speed, yeah, you need speed to for skill positions. But size in general, if you're not big enough, you it doesn't matter how fast you are. If you're not big enough for the NFL game, you're not going to play. It's not like the NBA where they can get a short guy in there. 
get him come off the bench and let him throw the ball around. And it didn't really make a big deal. It didn't really matter. You know what I mean? Isaiah Thomas is a great example. You know what I'm saying? And you just have him come in there and play a little bit. And, hey, man, no problem. It's like, hey, he came in there and actually did pretty good. And that's what the Jets are hoping for. They're hoping all those small guys come in there and play pretty good. Well, I'm not buying that. I'm selling that shit. They look like shit. The Bills look like shit. And the Giants are shit. And you know what? How could, as a as a Jets fan, at least you guys won the game. So, I mean, you have that to go with, you know, whatever else happened. But ladies and gentlemen, that's what I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Preston Super Show. I'll be here tomorrow with my picks.